0: Get him stopped.
1: God and Moses both in a sidecar did not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he's done a
0: double somersault backwards. My car won't go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came
2: in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know he's gonna crash your shit, but
1: he's still he's still got great stories.
2: Oh, they disappeared.
1: Oh, I'm leading, <laughs> I'm leading. <it. laughs> you plated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows, and if you ain't right,
2: They'll send your ass to the rear. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Open Red, the official podcast of the World of Outlaws and Energy Drink Sprint Cars. With you here, as always, is myself, Rob Blount from Dirt Vision, and alongside of me, as always, Nick Graziano, the PR god of the World of Outlaws, Nick. I'm here. What's going on? Oh, not too much. Nick, how was your weekend?
1: Oh, it was great. Uh, you know the PR guy thing. We might have to tone it down. I actually saw someone tweet me as the PR guy. I'm like, oh no, this is getting this, this is taking on a life of its own. Wait, getting little really? too serious. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that just makes me want to ramp it up. <laughs> yeah. that's no, the incredible. weekend was great. Obviously, Memorial Day weekend, we had some great racing to watch.
2: Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely did. Unfortunately, we lost one of our shows uh, this yeah. weekend. That kind of stunk. Uh, Terre Haute got rained out on. Uh, Friday night, to start off the weekend, kind of dampened things. See what, ah, I, did, see what ah. I did there? That's a that's a, a water pun, a rain pun. Nice. That was a splash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, then I uh, went to Lawrenceburg Speedway on Monday night uh, to close out Memorial Day weekend on Memorial Day itself. Uh, the Berg is always a fun track, and... Kyle Larson did to the Outlaws what he did to the Cup Series field on Sunday at the Coca-Cola 600 and just spanked them.
1: Yep did Kyle Larson doing Kyle Larson things.
2: Is kind of crazy I mean I know he hasn't raced as many races with us this year as he did at this point last season but it's kind of crazy that it took all the way to May 31st for him to get an Outlaws win this year.
1: Yeah really it, it, I think like, really, he's ran well with us, but we just see it as, oh, he hasn't been running as well just because how dominant he was last year. Yeah, I think that's just because he was running a lot more often. Um, if you think back to 2019, like, he only won I don't know, two races. One of them was Lawrenceburg. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wasn't he, – this kind of looked like that kind, kind of Larson where he's running every now and then, having good runs. Every
2: now and then, he's having the
1: kind of run he's had last year.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, pretty wild night, though. I mean, he s- starts off – Lap 1 heat 1 with uh the points leader getting upside down and having to go yeah. to a backup car. Yeah, he had quite the crazy night. Uh, Rebounded really well? Yeah, but it, yeah, it just shows why that team is a
1: championship caliber team. Kind of reminds me what they did. I think it was Cedar Lake 2019, the first year he won his championship. They had a really bad accident. Oh, the big tumble down the backstretch, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like and we we're it was we were doing two features that day. Mm-hmm. So they had they had less they only had I don't know hour couple hours to get the backup car out and ready and then went out and won the next race
2: yeah like you said it shows why they're a championship caliber team we'll get more into that uh in a little bit um have a pretty pretty solid guest lined up today which uh courtesy of nick here nice job getting that lined up yeah i was Um, surprised how well that worked out i'm really happy though because that was fun interview (laughs) certainly was uh he's one of the drivers that unfortunately and i think he'll admit it got spanked by Kyle Larson in a of 600 <laughs> on Sunday at Charlotte Motor Speedway right down the road from here. Uh but his his dad, former series champion just went to Victory Lane with us not too long ago. Uh our guest today, Ryan Blaney, super fun interview like you said. Yeah, really cool just to talk
1: with him. We just talked about sprint cars. We didn't we didn't talk about
2: NASCAR careers
1: and let that be whatever it was. Everybody knows that, but it was fun just to talk dirt racing and sprint cars with him.
2: Talk dirt racing Talked a little bit of Star Wars. Uh, of course. Listen, I, couldn't, I couldn't let that hang there. Listen, if you, if you don't know, the two of us here, really big Star Wars fans, Ryan Blaney, really big Star Wars fan, you think we were just going to let that slide? No. So I'll, I'll let you know if you're not a Star Wars fan. That was about the last 10 minutes or so of the interview. Um, so we kept it to the end. So you don't have to get to that part if you're not a big Star Wars fan. If you are, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. And even if you're not, I would say stick around and listen to it, because I would urge you to do that anyway. I mean, it's but, still a fun conversation in general. Yeah, it was great. It was fun talking to someone uh, in that part of it, just you know, not about racing. They talk racing all the time. Yeah, I think he enjoyed it, too. You could tell he was definitely, you can
1: uh, sense his Star Wars passion in there.
2: Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, one of the other things that was done this weekend, I think by both of us, is that, fortunately, a decent amount of relaxing um, and You know, the two of us were fortunate to do that, uh, as as are the rest of us, to do whatever we needed and wanted to do on uh, a long three-day weekend, a Memorial Day weekend, because uh, other people have uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice for us to be able to do that on on this sort of weekend. And uh, I think I can speak for both of us. Ryan, everyone here at World Racing Group, we can't ever uh, thank enough those that have – uh, put their lives on the line uh, and our armed forces to make this country special and give us the freedoms that uh that we have for like like you Nick to go and sit with your family uh, around the fire this uh, this past weekend yeah. or just watch racing
1: yeah definitely you know both my uh,
2: grandfather served
1: so it's definitely nice to a nice day to just kind of honor them like you said everybody else and um, and have uh, a relaxing time with family. I like, know everybody had probably a decent time with their family. Had some nice time, like I said, sitting around the fire, watching dirt vision by the fire. Um, you know, when you get a fire, you get a little uh, the little flames that pop little up. Little embers? Yeah, pop up every now and then. You know, I look over, I see my dad just like trying to squat away. When well, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, you don't have to burn your balls off. You can just get Manscaped
2: for that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's true. <laughs> you do that, you wouldn't have to worry about uh, catching any follicles on fire. Yeah, the the smell know, of burnt hair is terrible. Yeah, you know, the sizzle and just the yeah. It's, you
1: know, I, awful. I think you can tell him how we can how we can do that. Regardless.
2: So I would recommend this for for your dad. For, yeah, for Father's Day. Then. Sure. Uh, he can go and get himself the lawnmower 4.0, uh, which is brand new from Manscaped. Uh, it is. Uh, it was. You can surprise him now. With a super sleek, well-designed, optimized body hair trimmer uh, that this way his balls will thank him because they won't be on fire. Yeah, he can stop sitting so close to the fire and, you know,
1: just, there's a different method.
2: Or he could get closer and not have to worry about any uh, ball inferno. Yeah, I'll leave that up to him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Nick, if you if you do want to get this for him for, for Father's Day, I would recommend going to manscaped.com and using the promo code OPENRED20 to get 20% off of your purchase, uh, uh, depending on which package you choose, plus free shipping. Uh, because don't forget that you, Nick, came from <laughs> your dad's balls. And this year, you can show your original home uh, some love with Manscaped. Uh, well, you know, I, after seeing that, I think I know what his Father's Day gift is going to be this year. There, there you go. <laughs> I really want you to do this and uh, take a picture of him opening the Manscaped package, not the other package, and uh, please tweet it so that all of us Open Red uh, listeners can can bask in this along with you. Yeah, they can.
1: Uh, they can know safely that um, there was no burning to be done and
2: uh, to have nice clean uh down under. Yes. Uh that 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 would be good for everyone involved, yeah. especially your father. You know what is burning is the hotline uh with uh Ryan Blaney on the line. So let's uh let's let's go and get to that and uh, bring him on in. Please state the name or number. And on today's episode,
1: we're very excited to welcome Ryan Blaney, uh, obviously Dave Blaney's son. Uh Ryan, welcome. Uh thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you guys having me on.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, your dad got that big win at uh, Sharon uh, the other weekend. How cool was that for you just to uh, watch him be able to accomplish that again?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was obviously really special for, uh, you know, not only me, but especially him. Yeah. Um, you know, to do it uh, at Sharon um, was, was very cool, and you know, to do it and the, the car he's running this year, you know is kind of a throwback to his dad's car. you know my grandpa's car and um, That's a great looking car. Yeah, yeah and uh, you know with the outlaws, you know you guys are they're so hard to go up there and compete with the outlaw guys, you know just just to make the show and and to run well is, is a big accomplishment and then to let alone compete for wins and then win uh is huge you know that was that was his only second race of the year he ran a an all-star race up at sharon uh you know a few weeks before that and um just really special um we were watching it on dirt vision down there we were in we were in uh, austin texas racing coda and um that was great he he ran good all night and was just in a spot to to capitalize on something racing sheldon there real good and um sheldon slipped just for a second and i was able to jump on it so uh, just super special i was really happy for him and you know my dad isn't a very uh eccentric guy uh, <laughs> as you know and uh to, to hear you know the the happiness in his voice after i called him that night was uh, was very cool for me so really happy for that whole group you know there's a couple guys that work on it and uh just to to go out there and win is uh, and to do that you know after so many years you know it was last one was in, in 97 so that's uh that's very cool it's he can still do it nowadays at 58 years old and, uh, very, very proud of that.
2: You know, that was something that I I, I was thinking about was, uh, I think my favorite line that I remember right before his, his interview in victory lane, he was still in the car and he looked at one of his crew members and he's kind of calmly, but kind of excited at the same time. Of course, he just looked at him and said, well, how about that? (laughs) And, uh, So how was the the phone call like later that evening? Was he a little bit more over the top about it later on when you guys spoke or was it still kind of that same level? What was that phone call like?
0: Yeah, I I called mom. Uh, My mom was up there. I didn't even know she was up there until I saw her on the video uh, in Victory Lane. (laughs) I was like, oh, well, mom's there. That's pretty cool. um, You know, I I called her and I was like, well, put the winner on the phone (laughs) and and let me talk to him. And um, He was back in the pits at his trailer and uh, yeah, I think it was kind of sinking in at that point, you know, and you kind of decompress and kind of think about, you know, man, we just did that. And, um, no, just, just really cool. You know, he was excited and proud of, of what he's done, you know, that, that sprint car he's got, you know, it's a little bit different than what a lot of other people run, you know, just kind of the setup on it and, you know, wing angles and things like that. And, uh, he, he's all about that stuff of trying new things and, and testing it out and see if it works. And, you know, he's got something that he's been working on for a few years that, you know, it has been kind of a struggle to perfect it and and kind of get it to where it needs to be. Uh, but this year, it's it's shown a lot of promise. And, uh, and obviously, it, it it was was really good that night. And um, you know, just I I think it was it was even more cool for him and, and me to see on you know that that it's just not you know your I don't want to say basic, but but kind of what everyone else runs. You know, it, it's just he put so much time and effort into into developing that car and, and these little setups and tweaks that he's done to these sprint cars. Um, and, and for that to go out and, and, and win an outlaw race is uh, I think was very, had a lot of pride behind it for him. So, uh, that, that was just incredibly special and I wish I was there for it. I was, I was bummed. I, I couldn't be there, but maybe one of these days I'll be able to, to be at another one if we uh, get fortunate enough for
1: sure. What are your, um, earliest memories of going to the dirt track with your dad and being able to being able to watch him race.
0: Man, I uh I slightly remember uh when he won Knoxville in 97 uh, I was I was pretty young. I was only about 4 at the time, but uh, I I remember that just a little bit. Um but then other than that, you know, most of my childhood memories was you know, NASCAR racing. Right. You know, that was kind of when I was just growing up and and can really remember stuff and and then you know, when he kind of was was at the back end of his NASCAR career, you know, he was kind of going back sprint car racing, and and I was around that a little bit when when we could go, and I wasn't traveling as much. But, um, you know, yeah, so not not a ton. You know, by the time I was old enough to really remember stuff and and really understand what was going on, you know, he wasn't really in the dirt stuff anymore. Um, but it it wasn't until I was probably you know 16 17 years old he kind of started messing around a little bit more with sprint car stuff going back to it and um and then when he got out of nascar completely you know in 2015 uh, i was kind of just starting to to cup race and things like that and and uh, I, I was able to to go with him to to some racetracks because i was doing a part schedule back then and uh could, could see that but not a ton from from childhood um but you know i, I like i said very little memories of the the knoxville win he had in 97
2: so I've kind of always wondered why your, um, I'll say, career path from youth to now took a different path than your father's. You know, A lot of drivers now in the Cup Series do have a very extensive dirt background. You look at Larson and Bell and Briscoe, just to, to name a few. Yeah. How come coming from a, a father who had so much success on dirt, how come he got you going through pavement? It seems like pavement only going up through uh, your upbringing.
0: Yeah, you know, I get that question a lot. Um, you know, and and a lot of people, they think I grew up dirt racing, you know, they're like, Oh, you've done a ton of sprint car stuff. Right. I'm like, man, it's very, very little, uh, you know, dirt sprint cars I've done. Um, and honestly it was just from location. Um, you know, I grew up in North Carolina. Um, you know, dad started running NASCAR in the late nineties and we moved down here, um, to high point North Carolina and, and, uh, you know, around this area, there's not a lot of, dirt spring car stuff, you know, it's just, it's just not as big That's down true. here as, you know, as far as, as that goes, it's, it's more asphalt, you know, when, when I got older, it's asphalt late model racing. Um, so that was really just it, you know, there, the opportunities, uh, what was big around here was just that stuff. And, and we just went that route, you know, I'm sure if I, if I grew up in Ohio, like my dad did, I would have went that route and, you know, we would have see where we ended up, but yeah, you know, just location, um, and what was available at the time and what was big and what we could get help with um trying to get connected with some good people so i mean i i would love to run you know a lot of dirt stuff you know from from 410 sprint cars or big block modifieds or midgets you know those are just amazing race cars and it's what my family's past is you know is dirt sprint cars and and i'd love to to get more kind of information about that and and get more experience running it but it's not really in the cards right now unfortunately um but i'd like to at some point in my career and uh, but yeah, just as North Carolina um, dirt stuff isn't that isn't as big, you know, down here as it is in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, stuff like that, and that's just kind of the route that Dad thought was best, and uh, we took that route.
1: Now you said uh, a little bit of uh, sprint car experience. So, what did you get to do, and wh- what did you think of it when you got to do it?
0: Yeah, so I've uh, I've tested my dad's 410 a few times. Uh, okay, cool. It's been years. It's been years and years. I mean, I haven't been behind the wheel of a dirt sprint car since 2012 and uh, before I signed with Penske really. And, um, I kind of got, uh, uh, told I, uh, I was not uh, in the cards anymore, um, <laughs> when I, which is understandable. Right. Sure. Um, you know, I, you know, you can get upset about it, but you know, it's, it's understandable from an owner's side of, of not wanting, you know, your driver to, to do that stuff. Um, uh, but, but yeah, it's uh, so I've tested dads uh, a few times, but, like said, it's been many years and I'd love to jump back in one, you know, in 2012, I was 19 and really young. And, um, I love to jump on, jump back in one now at 27, you know, just to kind of, you know, I feel like I have a decent idea and I've and been able to drive a lot of, a lot of race cars uh, in my life. And, um, that's just something that I've always wanted to, to pick back up again and just, just feel, you know, not necessarily maybe go race a bunch of them, but just, just go feel and, and see them. But man, I tell you, when I tested those cars, um you know back in the day i absolutely loved them it was unbelievable the differences from what i was used to to jumping in a sprint car just the the power the grip you have in those cars um you know and the amount of trust that you have to have uh, like getting in the corner is one of the biggest things you're like i remember going down the back straightaway, kind of my first getting up to speed and it was unreal how much trust you can have in the car getting in the corner of this thing's gonna stick And, uh, that was, that was just nuts for me to feel. Uh, so I couldn't imagine, you know, it just gives you an appreciation of what those guys do, you know, on a day to day basis on racing around guys and adapting to the racetracks. And I think there's a lot to be learned from it. You know, you see, like you mentioned, you know, Larson and bell and Briscoe of, of the uh, positive attributes. They kind of pick up from, from running that dirt stuff of car control and throttle control, that stuff I think benefits you, you know, And in, in the NASCAR side, I, I really think it does. I mean, obviously Larson's whipping everyone's butt right now and everything he gets in. And, and, uh, you know, I think that's a big thing of him racing so often and, and knowing what he needs in each car. And, and I think they can kind of, it's hard to kind of compare, I think, between a sprint car and a, and a cup car, but there are things that can benefit you just racing in general. Um, so, uh, just something I'd like to do, but unfortunately I haven't been able to do it in a long time, but, Maybe one of these days I'll I'll get lucky enough I can jump back in one.
2: Uh, I think we'd be very happy yeah, to for have sure, yeah, if the, the time. the few can maybe uh, <laughs>
1: suggest for you. <laughs> what yeah, was that track yeah. that
2: you got to test at?
0: Uh, so there was, a, I think it was called Withville up. Uh, I think it's either in Virginia, um, right on the border of Virginia and North Carolina. Uh,
2: pretty pretty, big pretty high banks,
0: decent sized track. Yeah, pretty banked, pretty fast. Um, so yeah, that was that was good. I got a I got a big. Fairly big track and high bank that I could really get up to speed with, and it was uh, it was pretty incredible to be honest with you.
2: <laughs> I actually love to see a sprint car race. At that <laughs> yeah. track would <It'd> be awesome. That's <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, obviously, you guys ran on dirt earlier this year with the NASCAR Cup cars. Uh, what was your dad's reaction to to watching that race? Was he like, you know, that kind of looked like fun? I kind of want to do that at some <laughs> point, or you know, maybe you guys can have your fun with that. <laughs>
0: I think he was more you guys go have your phone um, <laughs> for what I could uh, pick up from him. Um, you know, that was, you know, something different. You know, I, I ran that truck at Eldora a couple years. Uh, my dad ran it with me the first year we did it in Brad's trucks uh, in 2013 and dad ran really good. And um, you know, so I had a little experience with a, a super heavy car on, uh, on dirt. Um, but you know, the cup cars especially at bristol you know a huge event you know i mean hauling that much dirt in there i mean that's the first time they've done it since the early 2000s right Just put dirt on, on mm-hmm. that place and um you know for our cars to go around there it's a challenge to to you know because we're still in the same rules box you know as what we are now you just throw dirt tires on the thing and take the splitters off of them and, and have at it you know and uh so that was a little bit different um obviously our cars are you know three times heavier than a sprint car and and don't have nearly the amount of downforce so they're you know they're pretty slow um but but it was it was pretty neat and challenging to kind of figure out all right how do we make this thing go around here and um the unfortunate part of that was you know they're they're limited to kind of track prep you know you can't have the track super heavy for us because we have windshields and the grills will get clogged up and so you're kind of handcuffed on that deal which which sucks you know because you, you want it to be prepared right and just not be super slick and then get rubber down and then you're like well you know it's kind of one groove and they get Mm -hmm. they got really dusty there for a while so maybe you know when we go back they can make some changes to help that out but yeah it was a unique experience and um uh it's pretty neat that they're trying new things you know nascar's trying new things and um you go to unique races and and put on some cool shows and uh but yeah dad was uh he was there watching. He was like, yeah, y'all, y'all go have your fun. I'm going to be messing with my spring car.
1: <laughs> what was uh, some of the reactions from um, like the fans or maybe people you've heard of, of doing that dirt racing? Did you see a lot of people um, from the dirt racing world coming and talk to you about it, or were, did you see more people become interested and want to know maybe more of what your dad does in the dirt now after doing that too?
0: Yeah, I think it was a bit of both. Um, you know, I, I saw some dirt guys out there. Uh, kind of messing around and and watching it and and asking me about it, you know. Hey, how's how's you know how's dirt at Bristol and um. So yeah, I thought it was a a good crossover because you know. And then you had some some strictly asphalt fans, I guess you could say, that right. were more interested in in dirt, you know, and and want to go watch that too. So uh, I think it was good. You know, I I've never understood the I I kind of see like some. Hate between like the dirt community and the asphalt community, and like oh, you know, it's I'm a huge asphalt fan, not a dirt fan, or vice versa. And I'm like, man, if you're a fan of racing, you're a fan of racing. Like, right. just go enjoy watching every kind of series and an event. Um, but I, I do think it kind of brought a good kind of bringing together of of different cultures, I guess you could say, on what you're a fan of of, of racing. And um, so I, I thought that was good to do, um, and, and just overall learning. I mean, there's so many different series and and cars out there you know that do amazing things on you know, whether it's a it's an oval or a dirt track or a road course you know they're, they're all very unique and um you know i think it brought a lot of i think I, you know it's kind of the same thing when we go road course racing that at places like this you know you have kind of strictly road course fans that that maybe i've never seen a nascar race before they're like oh you know this is this is neat and, and kind of learn more about the sport and maybe get hooked on watching week to week so i think it's good kind of these i guess you could say crossover events or or things like that that you know these fans can can watch and see and and kind of see us do whatever and uh you know have some you know maybe sprint car guys come over and do it i know what uh uh brian brown texted me i saw he's doing the the truck race at knoxville which is pretty cool yeah um so I, i think it's it's neat you know you can we can all come out here and do this and uh yeah i definitely think fans definitely
2: enjoy that you know you mentioned brownie and uh also just literally announced like right before we uh got on the phone with you is 10 time series champion donnie shots and and fellow ford driver is going to be running a truck at knoxville as well oh um what sort of advice is someone who's used to running a, a big heavy vehicle the cup car the the truck what sort of advice would you give to a sprint car guy coming to run a big heavy vehicle for the first time at a place like knoxville
0: don't send it in the corner like you usually do it's that's, that's, that's not gonna work uh it's just you know you gotta understand the, the, what the grip level is and what it can give you and um you know I, the, I mean those guys are so good at what they do you know they'll be able to figure it out they're great race car drivers and uh, they'll they'll pick it up no problem but uh yeah it's just you know you just you don't have the grip i mean near the downforce and you don't have near the tire grip that you know you run sprint cars around knoxville all the time you just it, it's just not going to work so um, those guys will just have to adapt and adjust to to what that truck's giving them, um, you know, and, and knowing to be to, to be very smooth with it because the tire's really, really narrow um, and the thing's so heavy. So uh, that, that's one of the things that I feel like is, is the difference. It's a lot more of a finesse. I, I kind of can almost, to an extent, I feel like what the trucks or cup cars are on dirt is more carried over to like a... Like a big block modified, you know they're Mm -hmm. super heavy and and granted they're not you know stood up in the corners like modifieds are, but uh, kind of the weight ratio I could I could see being a little bit similar. um, As far as you have to be smooth and kind of throw them around there, so uh, yeah, just uh, don't send her off in the corner wide open like you would because it's not going to stick and (laughs) it's going to end very very badly for for you.
1: (laughs) Write that down, Brownie and uh, (laughs) Donnie. um also we've seen you at uh, a few outlaw races here and there do you uh follow that do you try to keep up with the series and uh, like you said kind of watching on dirt vision every now and then
0: oh yeah i, I watch whenever i can mm-hmm. um you know on dirt vision whatever it is whether it's you know the outlaws or, or any other series um i just enjoy watching it you know and uh you know there's there's some there's amazing race car drivers you got you know they put on such great shows and Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I go back to what I was saying. I'm just a fan of racing in general, you know, of, of watching different series and keeping up with all these guys. And, and I think, you know, I have a special relationship with the outlaws just kind of disconnected, but because my dad ran them for so many years. So I've always been fascinated about the sprint car stuff and the outlaws in general. Um, so, so yeah, I, I keep up with it all the time and, you know, I saw Larson wax them, uh, Sunday night or Monday, I guess. And, uh, so But yeah, it's, uh, it's something I really enjoy keeping up with. And I I have honestly really loved, uh, you know, dirt vision. Uh, I don't know how many years that dirt Vision's kind of been doing it and and broadcasting these races online, but just awesome. And it brings a whole new, uh, kind of viewership levels to the sport, you know, for a long time, that wasn't, that wasn't around, you know, you didn't have the technology to do that and they weren't on Fox or NBC or whatever, like we are, you know, it's, and I think it's great that, uh, the, the sport is getting the recognition that it deserves. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an awesome, awesome series to watch, you know, for people who maybe haven't checked it out before. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just love watching them because I, uh, they put on a great show and uh, I just have a special connection with, uh, that type of racing, uh, just from my family.
1: Yeah, for sure. What's been your, uh, favorite race so far
0: this year that you've seen? Aside uh, from geez, sharing. I mean, <laughs> yes, that's the <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh man, um, gosh! Where did you guys run? Uh, where was oh, man?
2: Was it Larson and
0: Reitzel that swapped the lead like three times? And last time, where the heck was that? Where Larson got of got turned in the infield? Oh, um, and
1: uh, well, last year he got turned in the infield at River Cities.
0: Yeah, that and might have Logan been. Were my, racing. That might have been the one I was thinking of. Yeah, him and Logan. Uh, I guess that's not this year, but I, dude, that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it, like, I thought he was done out of it, and I've never seen someone seen someone send it into turn one as hard as he did. Uh, I think it was the last lap to get to get positioned for it. So, yes, yes. Um, that one sticks in my mind. It's not this year, but man, that was the coolest thing I think I've ever seen. That was awesome.
2: It was wild. Okay, so like after that night, like, do you like shoot him a text? Like, holy hell, dude, that was wild going into turn one. How did you make that stick or something? <laughs>
0: No, I, I didn't send him a text. Uh, I figured he was getting plenty of them. I think I saw him at a track this year. I was like, dude, that was, that was pretty freaking impressive. I mean, anything that guy does is impressive. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm kind of jealous of what the hell he can do in a race car sometimes. And it's, it's pretty awesome to watch. And, um, and then competing with him on the cup side, it's like, damn, that guy's pretty, pretty freaking good. And, um, but yeah, he, he actually texted me, uh, after dad's went at Sharon, and was that was pretty cool and, and actually stenhouse texted me too he was like man if we had to lose to anybody it'd be your old man and i was like well that's, that's pretty cool <laughs> that's so,
2: awesome
0: uh you know that that community that side of you know the guys who you know either they you know with your ricky who own a team over there or, or larson who goes over there and runs a bunch um that's that's cool to hear from those guys and, and i i like talking to them to see how that their whole group's doing and kind of where they're running next and uh that, that side to me is cool that they can go off and do that stuff and um kind of jealous that they can go off and, and do that stuff and uh and, and be part of it. So.
1: Now obviously uh maybe you know don't get the chance to run the sprint cars but obviously kinda of Ricky Kyle they they own their own cars. Could we see Ryan Blaney trying to step into the, the car ownership sprint car here at some point. <laughs>
0: uh I uh I halfway sponsor dad's car. Um so that that's uh, it's not full ownership uh <laughs> but you never know you know you never know uh if i started a team i don't think dad would run for me um i don't i don't i don't think he would want to i don't think he would want to um to have kind of the roles reversed cuz i drove for dad for so many years um you know on on the late model side and stuff like that you know he was the boss he'd give me a hard time i don't think he'd like that reversed to where if i was his boss and, and i could <laughs> Tell give him a hard time <laughs> yeah that's right i don't think he'd like that so but you never know man never know it's it's something that uh you know it's it's awesome to see you know whether it's new owners or things like that and you know in, in the outlaws or or whatever series it's uh it's really cool to see so yeah you never know it could be brian blaney motorsports one of these days and we'll see
2: all right, you heard it here first. Our RBM <laughs> yeah. 2025 World of Outlaws Championship uh, winning team. Uh, I, I like, like how you gave they're me.
0: Good. I like how you gave me a few years out. <laughs> <Yeah>. We got <laughs> to you know timed. build the team yeah, exactly. up. You know, yeah. Yeah. Get,
1: get the driver developed. And yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's uh, all the questions we had. But before we let you go, um, both Rob and I are big Star Wars fans, so we couldn't yes, go sir. without asking you about a little bit of star wars were you uh, just yeah. as excited as like as watching your dad wins when luke skywalker appeared in that mandalorian uh, season finale
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was obviously way more excited to see dad win um, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah dude i'm a big star wars fan i um i enjoy i got i actually i got really fortunate uh i got a chance to go to uh the last jedi premiere Oh man. um you know two three years ago and uh, that was just a cool experience, you know, being kind of a Star Wars nerd and, and really enjoying that franchise. Uh, to see all the spectacle they did for a premiere out in Los Angeles was like, oh my gosh! You know, and I brought a buddy with me who was just as big of a Star Wars nerd, so we had a lot of fun. It was almost like a kid going to Disney World for the first time, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is my childhood coming back to life here. But um, yeah, I was I, I'm gonna be biased towards Dad winning, but you know, that the Luke
2: Skywalker kind of revealed to me. Was, <laughs> yeah that was that was a pretty awesome one for sure yeah
1: all right so what did you think of the last jedi
0: you know one of my favorite uh <laughs> but, you know, i mean it wasn't my favorite but i'm not gonna kind of trash it because you know i, I you know the new the, the new episodes you know the last three they put out a lot of people kind of gave a bunch of hate towards them and no, it, kind of, it goes back to you know just being a fan of racing. I'm just a fan of Star Wars. You know, right, no matter yeah. what movie comes out, whatever you know, people you kind of have like this weird like you know the the originals. You have this group of people that are like, I only like the originals. And then you have the prequels that are like, I only like the prequels. And then you have the the kind of the newer fan that's like, Oh, I like the the newest ones that came out with. And I'm just a fan of all of it. And um, you know, I I'll go watch it. That's for sure. And and see. And um, yeah, I like movie uh, certain movies are better than others, but. Um, yeah, I thought it was it was decent. There's some things I didn't like about it, some things they did like about it. And, uh, but I'm gonna be a fan no matter what. They go in any direction, I'm gonna buy my ticket to the theater to go see it. So exactly. uh, they got me hooked. So they're yep. gonna get my money <laughs> either way.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's Nick and I both as well. The second that scroll comes on the screen, we're like, oh, okay, we're, we're, <laughs> we're back. We're, we're in. In. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So out of the nine, which one would you put at the top, though? Out of the nine,
0: um. Man, so I'm, I get this question a lot, and I'm always torn because I feel like I always get, like, hate towards what I – I have, like, two that are, like, back and forth. So so Empire is obviously, like, everyone's favorite. I love Empire. But the first one I ever saw, I saw The Phantom Menace when I was, like, eight, and the first Wars film I ever saw. And so that one's up there as, like, my top two. It kind of goes back and forth Empire just because it was the first one I saw as a kid. And it's the one that got me hooked. And you never forget the first mm-hmm, you know, right. thing you see of anything. You think that's the best thing ever. So, um, it wasn't until I got older and kind of saw all the goofy stuff that was in it. And I was like, <laughs> hey, you know, it wasn't maybe as cool as I thought it was back in the day, but it's still, it's still special to me because it, it, it's the one that got me hooked. So, uh, between Empire and the Phantom Menace, they kind of jockey, uh, between number one and number
2: two, total, totally fair. I mean, I'm only a couple of years older than you, so I've, that was my first one as well. Was the Phantom Menace in theaters, and you know, as a kid who just grew up loving racing, the pod racing scene was like the coolest thing I, in the uh, world. That got me hooked on that one for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Padre and Darth Maul was like the coolest villain that they've had. I mean, I wish they brought him back for like the live action stuff. Not, Mm -hmm. no, they haven't been Clone Wars and things like that. But yeah, he was like the coolest guy. I had a double, I had a dual bladed lightsaber as a kid, and it was like the coolest thing ever.
2: So when you went back to Disney, like last, I think it was last year with with Bubba, did you did you go and make another one?
0: I did, I did. Nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we got really lucky um, when they opened that Star Wars land up. You know, a couple years ago, whatever it was. And we went back there and they, they gave us like the full tour we got. I mean, so I, we, we should not have been there. Like, was, <laughs> what's that? The access they gave us was like for a movie star, like we did not deserve, and he doesn't know anything about Star Wars, but I was freaking out the whole time. Uh, but went on them rides, uh, the two rides they got there. And that was super cool. I mean, people wait in line for hours to ride this and they just brought us in the back door. They're like, yeah, jump in this one. I was like, gosh, I feel really bad for these people who wait all day. <laughs> Uh, to go in this but i stuck around after we got kind of done doing our thing filming or whatever i just walked around because i just wanted to walk around by myself and kind of take it all in and yeah i did i met a guy who was like hey meet me here i'll take you into the the lightsaber building class and things like that and it's like a whole experience you don't just walk in there put a coin in a slot a lightsaber pops out it's like a whole show and there's like actors and actresses that kind of walk you through this whole experience. And yeah, I built one and it's in my house right now. So yeah, that was awesome. that was super cool that I got to got to build one there uh, at Disney.
2: That is awesome. That's- I'm going in January and I think now uh based off of hearing what you just said, I think I'm gonna have to do it myself. And my girlfriend yeah. Catherine's not exactly the biggest Star Wars fan so she's probably just gonna look at me with judging eyes the whole time while I'm doing <laughs> it. But you know
0: what it'll be worth it. Sorry yeah, mine does no. the same thing to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They don't understand the power of that lightsaber. No. I know. I know. (laughs) Well, Ryan, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, We don't want to take up too much of your time. We know you're a a very busy man. Uh, Good luck this week in California out at Sonoma, and uh, we know we'll be watching. You know, we, Especially myself and my team at Dirt Vision, we appreciate you tuning in when you get the chance to.
0: Yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me again, and maybe we'll talk to you soon.
2: Definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. Have a good one. Bye. I know we say it every week, Nick, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was fun to sit there and talk Star Wars there, at, right at the end. Yeah, I mean, we th- this could have been an hour-long episode just on Star Wars with him, probably. Yeah, but we didn't even need to have him on the talk racing. We only did that for all of you out there who probably didn't want to sit through Star Wars talk. But we would have just talked Star Wars. I we think could've. we have a new podcast coming out with uh, Ryan Blaney now. This is
1: just going to be us talking Star Wars. <laughs> I, I feel like he would be down for that. I think so. I mean, maybe we should give him a call back. Yeah. Say, hey, we got
2: a new idea for you. Yeah. You've got the hookup. See, see if he'd be down for that. And, uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, there's
1: so much to talk about they got new stuff coming out. So, uh yeah. you know, what? let's, let's move on. to racing. Yeah. Let, could...
2: Let's move back to the racing talk. Uh, it was also a lot of fun to hear like a little bit of the, the inside story from his perspective of his father's win, uh, at Sharon Speedway about a, week or two a week and a half two weeks ago now <laughs> to give a little bit of a backstory we tried reaching out to dave to try to get him on the show and he's like honestly guys i'm just really not that big into podcasts and really just kind of just want to you know in- enjoy the win within the family and not really do any interviews about it we were like you know what man we totally get it totally cool but we really wanted a Blaney on the show, regardless, <laughs> and Nick would not be denied, and that's that's where where Ryan came in, and we were like, "Hey, would, would you be willing to willing to talk about your dad's one?" He's like, "You know, absolutely." So here he was, and it was it was super super cool. And I think you could kind of hear him talk about it there a little bit, but he didn't really say it. He kind of mentioned the fact that he doesn't he's not old enough to remember a lot of his dad's sprint car racing, so he's probably seen a lot of pictures of his dad in victory lane with sprint cars at the world of outlaws. And now he got to to live that. Yeah. And granted he wasn't there for it, but he still got to watch it, uh, which is the beauty of the time that we're living in. Whether you're watching with us on dirt vision and the world of outlaws, or you're watching other forms of racing on other forms of streaming networks, you're, you're, you're getting to watch so much racing now.
1: Yeah. It's cool to hear him just talk about wanting to watch everything he can on dirt vision when he gets a chance. And uh, just what he remembers, what, Um, He's experienced with sprint car racing in general. It's cool. It was cool to hear that he even got to test one of his dad's car and what that was like for him. And uh, like you said, who knows? Maybe we'll see uh, Ryan Blaney a sprint car team out there one day. RBM. I'm gonna say, you know, if it happens, he's got to credit open red. We got to have an open red sticker on there for
2: because I mean, it's we're the ones that birthed that. I feel feel like we could arrange that. Yeah, we should be able to arrange that. Uh, Moving backwards. Yeah. Looking back. Back to the future. Yeah. Looking back, uh, Monday night, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we only ended up with one night of racing this past weekend for the World of Outlaws and Lost Energy Drink Sprint Cars with Tara Haute getting rained out on uh, Friday in Indiana. So it was Monday, Memorial Day itself, at Lawrenceburg Speedway. And as we already mentioned, he laid a hurt into the field with the Cup Series at the Coca-Cola 600. He backed that up with us on Monday at Lawrenceburg Speedway. Kyle Larson went to Victory Lane. He just he just looked like Kyle
1: Larson from last year. Like I think I even texted someone before the feature, but maybe even before the dash. Just after seeing how he was in qualifying and qualifying the heat race, I'm like, I think this is Kyle Larson's night. Yeah,
2: and it certainly was. But you know who had a really good run too, Logan Shuhart. He did. Really I thought we were going to see uh, River City's 2.0 between those two. Uh, hey, maybe we will this week. We could. Oh yeah. I mean, I, did the Cubs, well, does the Cubs Series practice in Sonoma this this week? I don't think they do. Yeah, I'm not sure what the cup schedule is. I don't think they do, so I think that would just be a Sunday race. So maybe we'll see Kyle with us again on Friday at River Cities, which is uh, our next upcoming race. But before we get to that, we'll take a look back at Lawrenceburg and run through the top ten. Like always, Kyle Larson got the win, started in second, quickly made his way to the lead and took the win. Logan Schuhart for second, started fourth. Excuse me. Sheldon Hottenshield started third. Finished third to round out the podium. Buddy Kofoid started 10th, finished fourth. That's a nice run. Yeah. And uh,
1: the Swindell Speed Lab car.
2: That's a really nice run. Kerry Madsen from 14th to 5th in the 14. Craig Kinzer from 6th to 6th. Brad Sweet from 24th to 7th. Dead last to 7th. And... In a backup. Yeah. And he still extended his points lead, too, because I think Gravel
1: finished 12th. Yes. Yes. So, yes, pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, and that, even on bad nights, he still capitalizes.
2: Again, that's the sort of night where you where you know, after after the crash and heat race, you're like, this is, this is going to be a big night. This is going to tighten everything up, and he and that team are just so good. That, like you said, he ends up extending his points lead, not by much, of course, but, but still. still, yeah, extends it. It could be the 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 few points that he extended by, and I I, I want to say it was four, I think, um, if not four, even less. That little bit could be the difference. Heck, we've already seen him win by two points two years ago over Donny Shaws. Yeah, so or actually it was four, four points. Four points. Then enter the night, two points up. We know that. Every single point le- legitimately makes a difference. So this, we could, if it's a close, really close battle, come World Finals in November, we could be looking back at Lawrenceburg and saying that run from 24th to 7th is what saved his third straight championship.
1: I mean, for anybody asking, like, what makes them so good? How do they keep doing so well and win championships like this? It's th- that night right there just shows you that's
2: what they do. That's how they get it done. Yeah. Uh, looking forward through the rest of the top 10, Donnie Schatz finished 8th, Carson Macedo finished ninth, and Lachlan McHugh finished in 10th. In his debut. In his debut. That's a hell of a night right there. Very impressive. I mean, look at some of the names that he beat. Spencer Bass in 11th, David Gravel 12th, James McFadden 14th. He also was involved in that, uh, lap one, heat one, uh, crash along with, uh, his teammate Brad Sweet. Uh, Tanner Thorson 16th. Um... Wayne Johnson, 22nd. Jacob Allen, 24th. I mean, and I'm missing people, too. I mean, that's that's no easy field to beat, you know? Especially at Lawrenceburg, too. Nick, I'm really confused here. Uh Uh-oh. There he is. Nineteenth was the name that I was missing. Right, right in the middle of my block of text of the the results. Nineteenth was Aaron Reitzel, who started uh, started on the pole, led the led laps one through ten, finished nineteenth. I don't know why I couldn't find him. I knew I was missing a full time yeah, name in unfortunately, that.
1: Unfortunately, right he, well, he, yeah, he flipped into
2: race, so that'll that'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, KSE Hard Charger Award on the night this should surprise no one, plus 17 spots, Brad Sweet 24th to 7th. Uh, As we look to the championship standings, Brad Sweet, of course, still the leader, as we mentioned, extended his points lead to now 66 markers over David Gravel. Carson Macedo is third, 90 points out. Those are the only only two drivers within 100 points of Brad Sweet right now is David Gravel, Carson Macedo. Donnie Schott, still fourth, 152 points back. Shelton Shield fifth, 156 points back. Logan Schuhart sixth, 194 out. Aaron Reitzel, seventh, 224 out. Craig Kinzer, eighth, 460 back. James McFadden is now up to ninth, 552 back. And Brock Zierfoss has moved into the top ten, 574 points out. That's a pretty big gap between seventh and tenth right there, but we do have two of our rookie of the year contenders in the top ten now.
1: Yeah, which is impressive. It shows how strong of a rookie class we have. Um, I know, unfortunately, uh, it was Brock uh, sidelined for a couple weeks uh, due to concussion, so uh, his recovery goes smooth and fast. I think uh, he's already uh, getting uh, some help with that, and uh, we should see him back here, hopefully soon.
2: Yeah, concussions are not fun. No. As someone who's had somewhere between three and five of them, they're not fun, so, and do what you got to do to, to get healthy. And because uh, you only got one brain, may as well take care of it. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Um, there was a name I mentioned in there fourth in points, finished eighth on a night. Uh, that name belongs to the ten-time series champion Donnie Shots. Uh, big news came out. We we mentioned it in the interview with with Ryan. Came out literally moments before we got on the phone with him. Is Donnie Schatz is going to be running the NASCAR Camping World Chuck Series race for uh, D- the DGR Crosley team in the number seventeen Ford. At Knoxville Raceway. That's going to be cool. Yeah,
1: that'd be very cool. A little extra uh, Knoxville Nationals uh, lap. Obviously a different car, but hey, you know, laps are laps.
2: Laps are laps. If anyone knows Knoxville Raceway, it's Donnie Schatz. Ten-time
1: Knoxville Nationals winner.
2: That'll be really, really cool to uh, see him wheel in one of those things. And uh, hopefully go to Victory Lane. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah, it's interesting to hear
1: uh, Ryan's perspective of how he thinks those guys will adapt to the trucks and what um, it actually kind of feels what might feel like to them.
2: You know the funny thing when you look back on some of these NASCAR races on dirt, um, the Bristol Cup race didn't really play out this way. Obviously, like the the ending battle was Joey Logano versus Denny Hamlin, um, and that was after Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell wrecked each other earlier in the race. But you look at some of the the truck races. Going back through the the Eldora years and you've got guys like Stuart Friesen, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Bobby Pierce, um, Chase Briscoe, who are usually the guys that are running up front. Granted, you have a couple outlier years. You've got the year that uh, uh, Austin Dillon won, Bubba Wallace won, and Grant Enfinger won. Those those three years are out. And, well, I figured and Dillon, Matt Crafton. But,
1: Dillon and Crafton are both dirt guys. Uh, we see them a lot. Yeah, they're Dirt Car National
2: uh Well, Matt, Crafton's an odd case because he was never really a dirt guy, but he started doing it to he, try yeah, to prepare for the Eldora race and, and, and fell kinda, in love yeah, with exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Austin, you are 100% right, uh, is a, a tried and true dirt guy leading up throughout most of his career. But then you've got Grant Infinger and Bubba Wallace, who were definitely not. So it's like your dirt... The dirt background seems to help a lot of guys, but then at the same time, there's nights when it doesn't. And and I think back on the very first time the trucks went to Eldora, and you look at Scott Bloomquist running the truck for KBM. Like this, he's got to be the favorite to win, and he was absolute junk because some of what he thought would would cross over didn't end up crossing over between between the vehicles. So it'll be really interesting to see if the experience that donnie shots and brian brown have at knoxville will carry over into a, a truck at that same racetrack
1: definitely um one place we're going that i know donnie has a lot of experience at and probably going to do pretty well is this weekend at river city that is true uh you figure obviously home track for donnie it's in uh grand forks which is about a mm, half hour away from fargo or so uh but just look at donnie's stats at that place. In the last 15 races, his average finish is 1.7. <laughs> if, if you average out everything. Uh, his worst finish in that time span is fourth. Wow. These are, these are. Just listen to this, these are his last 15 finishes at River Cities. Third, win, fourth, win, win, win. Third, win, 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 win. Second, win, win, win,
2: fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's pretty good there. So, what you're saying, Nick, and we've said this before this year is if there's any place coming up, the Donnie Shots' 300th wind might come. Friday night at River City Speedway is as good it, as any.
1: It, it just might be. It All just right.
2: might be. We'll keep on the lookout with that. Uh, if you're in the area up there, We would recommend going to worldofoutlaws.com and trying to get yourself some tickets. Uh, You can go to the schedule page. There is a nice uh, blue button that says buy tickets. Uh, Click that and follow that link and buy yourself some tickets. And we're going to look through the rest of the month. If you can get to any of these races, we would recommend doing the same exact thing. So Friday night, River City Speedway, the first leg of the Northern Tour, Grand Forks, North Dakota. That would be Friday, June 4th. The next night, we are in Salt Rapids, Minnesota at Granite City Motor Park, Saturday, June 5th.
1: Really nice track.
2: Really nice track. Yeah. I would love to go there. Uh, it looks awesome. Uh, I've never been to the state of Minnesota, actually.
1: That's cool. Yeah. I think that's where the all of America is, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nice state. It's a cool place. Granite, like City, to go. Granite City is really nice. track. If you ever get the chance to go out there, definitely check that one out. Really nice facility. Good racing. Uh, I've only seen one race there, but it was pretty fun.
2: If you ever get the chance to check out the place that we're going to a week after that, we would recommend it. Uh, it should be on the bucket list of every sprint car uh, racing fan. And that would be Knoxville Raceway, Friday, June 11th, Saturday, June 12th, for the Brownells Big Guns Bash. Uh, we followed that up Thursday, June 17th at 34 Raceway at, in West Burlington, Iowa. Uh, just a little bit on the other side of the state. Sticking with Iowa, Friday, June 18th, we're at the Dubuque Fairground Speedway in Dubuque, Iowa. Saturday, June 19th, we've now crossed into Wisconsin Beaverdam Raceway. Always fun to go to Beaverdam Raceway. Uh, that's a, a pretty uh, pretty cool little racetrack there. Uh, that would be for the Jim Boyd Memorial, presented by Caravan Trailers. That's Saturday, June 19th, Monday, June 21st and 22nd. We are now at the Husett Speedway, two nights of racing, And then right after that, Thursday, June 24th, Friday, June 25th, and Saturday, June 26th, it's the Agco Jackson Nationals at Jackson Motorplex. Always a really fun event to pretty much close out the month of June. So uh, that's... That's, that's what our June schedule looks like. I would recommend. It's a pretty stacked schedule. It really is, and I would recommend trying to get some tickets uh, to to any of those races because it's going to be a show every single night. And, of course, if you can't make it to any of those shows, we would also implore you to go to Dirt Vision, get yourself a Fast Pass, and be able to watch every single event for the World of Outlaws, Nos, Nos Energy Drink Sprint Cars, I tried to speak as fast as a sprint car goes, and I just tripped over myself. you got to step up to Johnny's level. He does God. this every weekend. He really does. Uh, his hockey team should have stepped. No, nope, I'll oh. let that go. I'll let that go. Sorry, Johnny. Uh, I don't know anything not about Not really sorry, though. But, um, oh, you don't know anything about it? I don't know anything about it. Oh, okay. I'll tell you. His hockey team <laughs> is the Pittsburgh Penguins, and my favorite hockey team is the New York Islanders, and my favorite hockey team knocked out his favorite hockey team in the, out of the first round of the playoffs. Huh. So if you were wondering why there was a little bit of time where Johnny was not very happy on the road, that was probably it. And I, I would say sorry, but I'm not. The more you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough hockey talk. I got that out of my system. <laughs> um, where was I? I was talking about Dirt Vision. Because Dirt Vision's awesome, right? Yeah. We try to be. You know, I, I think we are. Um yeah, I was talking about all of us here at Dirt Vision and what we try to do for you, and you can watch all of it through your Dirt Vision Fast Pass and Platinum Pass. Uh, the Platinum Pass is a, a annual subscription, whereas the Fast Pass is a monthly subscription. But the perk that you get with the Platinum Pass is you get the Knoxville Nationals included in your purchase. No extra cost, Knoxville Nationals included. So when August comes, you are already set. Uh, But either one of those options is great. Now, again, I would implore you to get one of those two so that you can watch every single race for the world of outlaws live plus world of outlaws late models summer nationals uh for the late models and Modifieds. that's coming up here pretty soon super dirt car series big block modifieds plus all the weekly action that we have at knoxville raceway every saturday night houston speedway every sunday and fridays we have jacksonville speedway in jacksonville illinois williams grove speedway and attica raceway park We've got you covered if you want sprint car action.
1: Speaking of uh, weekly at Knoxville, when uh, Terre Haute got rained out. A lot of our Outlaw guys went over to Knoxville. They sure did. And uh, Brad Sweet picked himself up another Knoxville one. Getting, <laughs> he sure did. Getting prepared for next week or uh, you know, a couple week couple weekends, uh, we'll be at back at Knoxville for their
2: doubleheader event, as you mentioned. I believe the Outlaws actually swept the podium that night. Didn't they did. We know. Yep. Yeah. Brad Sweet with the win, Carson Macedo in second, I believe. Right? No, Aaron Reitzel was second. Carson Macedo third.
1: Your guess is as good as
2: mine. I remember Brad winning. <laughs> Damn it, Nick! <laughs> I look at you for the. I mean, I watched it and I can't remember it now. Like I watched it, I worked the event, I cut the highlights for it, I cut the social replay for it. I walked out of the office, forgot everything that happened. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We're letting our listeners down.
1: We're sorry, y'all. Well, you know, you you can go back and watch it or er,
2: and uh, enjoy it. That That is true. That's 100% true. If you are a FastPass subscriber, you get access uh, to every event right after they happen, usually within about 20 minutes. We have these events up in our FastPass exclusive section on Dirt Vision. Uh, if you are not a subscriber, those will end up in the vault for free. Uh, about a week later. Um, but yeah, go back, watch it. It's a really good race. Yeah, get, like, I can uh, tell you that. It was a really good race. Get yourself prepared
1: for the June 11th and 12th races coming up. Absolutely. Get a little sneak, little, little outlaw sneak peek. Pretty much of uh, how they perform there.
2: Yeah. Be a lot of fun. Uh, it's always fun every time the outlaws show up at the sprint car capital of the world and take on that black Zook clay. Zook. It's a weird word. Fun word. It is fun. I wish I had a few more syllables. It would be a lot more fun. Like Zuki Clay. Zuki Clay? Yeah. Z- Zuku?
1: Instead vo- of oh, instead of voodoo, Zuku. Oh, I
2: was thinking Zuku. Dooku. Dooku. <laughs> Star, Star uh, here Wars we go again. going back out again. <laughs> I think it's a good enough place to end right right there, Nick, so we don't go back too heavy on the, the Star Wars or anything. You know? oh, there's
1: a couple more fun things people can uh, look out for. Oh, um, man. What am I forgetting? Yeah, this weekend on CBS Sports, um... Going back to the whole uh, Blaney connection, you can watch uh, Dave Blaney uh, win at Sharon again this weekend, June 6th, on CBS Sports. I believe it uh, uh, is at 1 p.m. Eastern, CBS Sports. Sharon uh, relive Dave Blaney's big win. Uh, I know Ryan Blaney will probably be watching. Um, And then Saturday, June 12th, on CBS – yeah, that's right, not CBS Sports, CBS – at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you can watch the Ward of All Laws, It's Bristol, baby, one-hour special, where we'll relive our uh, adventures at Bristol with the sprint cars and late models.
2: Oh, that'll be badass. Yeah, it'll be
1: really, a lot of fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I'll probably be here getting ready for that night's uh, live broadcast, but I'll have to flip the old DVR set to record. And make sure I can go back and watch that later cuz that'll be pretty sweet.
1: Yep, so remember June 6th is CBS Sports, June 12th is CBS.
2: Okay, is there anything else I'm forgetting, Nick?
1: Uh, you know you can be an outlaw. Did you know that? No, how? Uh b-an-an-outlaw.com. Sign up, get some cool perks, exclusives. Uh there's a big Q&A uh, story with Brad Sweet. Uh, you can watch a video about uh, David Gravel kind of commentating his win from the Rev. Um, and then, uh, you know, you do these different challenges and levels and you get a being outlaw passport uh, that you can get stamped to all the, all these races you go to and show
2: um, where you've been all year long. What kind of outlaw you really are. Will that get me access to other countries?
1: You can try. Um, I haven't tried it yet. Maybe. I mean, maybe if you show how big of an outlaw you are, they just have to let you in. I'm assuming that's how that works, right? I would think so. Yeah, I think so. Maybe if you get, like, stamped from every track, and they know what kind of outlaw you are, then you, you got to be let in. Okay. Yep. That's I pretty good. I think that's cool. how that works.
2: Yeah. Yeah, got to. Yeah, I think so. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Um. Hmm, probably, but... But you're late. forgetting it now, too? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, so that, that that's where we'll end, I guess, Nick. Yeah. I think that's a good spot to just say, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I agree. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Catch you next week.
1: Bye-bye. Hashtag